welcome to Nerd News Now. Uh, we're in June of some year. Uh, if I, don't watching, what, sure. I don't know what's yeah. happening. It's, uh, yeah, who knows? <sighs> what is happening? Um, what is happening? It's June 8th, 2020. I'm with Miss Jen. I'm with Jarek. Uh, there is a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh-huh. But, like, in, in life and in comics and in everything, and, uh, we said this yeah. last, but uh, we're just trying to give you guys uh, an escape for an hour. But sometimes this stuff crosses over. Uh, a lot of people are always like, get your politics out of my sports. Get your politics out of my comics. Get your comics out of my politics. I don't know if they say the last one. But a lot of this stuff just kind of melds and blends together. So whenever that happens, we're going to talk about it. Um, and then with the pandemic... This has had a direct effect on the comic industry, obviously. And uh, yep. something, something um, pretty big happened. Something that uh, hasn't happened in 25 years. We'll get that to that in a second. But uh, first of all, just kind of a status check on you guys. Miss Jen, how are you doing this week? Doing good, man. I got bit my mosquitoes when I went on a walk yesterday. Oh, don't say that. They mm. yeah, no, don't do that because the, you know what's going to happen? Like, so we, we have all the stuff that's going on, plus in Texas, especially hurricane season. And then you know those mosquitoes at some point are going to be like, this is the perfect time to give them Let's do it. So don't yeah. give my mosquitoes right now. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Definitely. Um, see, see what's going to happen is... <laughs> What's going to happen? I, I So what's going to happen is, you know, September is going to begin with um, a uh, mosquito-carried illness, very similar to the, you know, yellow fever of, you know, ye old America. And it's going to start right here in the deep south, hurricane season, boom, three-month incubation period, calling it 2020 September. That's our apocalypse event for September. You're welcome. Wait, is it? Supposed to be like subterranean subterranean crabs are supposed to come out and eat us. I thought that was. Oh, is that September? Oh, I must have mixed up then. No, sorry. Because when does the alien invasion begin? Is that is that no? Yeah. So aliens begin. Aliens are November or December. Uh, Yellowstone volcano is November because you know, huh? That's what's gonna happen there. Um, hmm, September. Yeah, you're right. It is crab people. I'm sorry. Oh, that's bad. my bad. Oh, yeah. There we go. That my bad. I misread my calendar. There's, there's gonna be so much stuff, but uh, mosquitoes in Texas are vicious. Yeah. For anyone who does not know, yeah. they are vicious. Um, but you either get mosquitoes or you get like the ice cream truck that shoots out that poisonous gas. That's what we always used to get. I hate when it happens. It's obviously the worst. Yeah, I mean, uh, have you guys heard the mosquito? That's the Mosquito Man, for those of you who don't know. Have you heard the Mosquito Man already this year? I haven't heard him yet. Not, Not yet. yet. They're coming. No. Mosquito Man is coming, and it burns. Like, don't be outside when that happens. Uh, Jarek, what about you? You need my mosquito? Yeah. What? Yeah? No. Um, am I, like, weird and saying this? Now are you frozen? 
Because I asked if you were frozen before and you weren't, but now I think you're frozen. Are you frozen? This is just one of those perils of, of doing the show this way. What Now, uh, Pop Quiz, what do you think he was going to bring up? He was like, am I wrong in saying? So I wonder what he was going to talk about. Oh, we can make something up. Um, he was going to say uh, that Sorry. we were supposed to have a hurricane. Well, maybe. I don't know. He's still stuck in the digital realm. The Matrix has him. It really does. This is so awkward. Like, what do we do in this situation? Um, See, if we had planned for this, then we could have done a really cool choose-your-own-adventure bandersnatch type of deal where we're like, what's Jared going to say next? And then you have to pick a path. It's coming in very slowly. I think I think whatever he said, you probably said two minutes ago, and now the digital dropout is like coming up. Jarek, are you back? I I I don't know. I I I think I am. Oh, I lost you for a good five yeah. minutes. It felt like I went on some diatribe about how this was a nerd news now choose your own adventure adventure like Bandersnatch, and oh. we were trying to decide. We were trying to decide what we were going to have you say next oh man uh thinks it was hurricanes no i was um i was wondering does anyone else feel like it's unnaturally bright outside and like then my internet connection like caught like you know clocked out and next thing you know i'm just like i'm frozen like this myself for like a good solid like three minutes and i'm waiting for you guys to come back because usually at that point you tell me oh is jerk still there and then I would have been like, oh, hey, I'm back. Um, hurricanes, obviously. Um, so it's great. It's what it is. I love it. Um, so it that's was, how my life's going. It was option B. It was the attack of the mole people. That's what it was. Yes. See, you should, you should have turned to page 87 um, <laughs> instead of page 39. Um, oh. That was obviously the correct thing. And we just, we obviously got, we got killed. And now we're back. It's the last thing, but now we went forward because now we're on page like ninety three, I think. Um, to yeah. keep that in mind, we have to make sure. Ramps from holding all the page parts, so I know where to turn to. There, uh, yep. I mean, that's that's how you gotta do it. It's like, wait, hold on. If I'm on this page and we die, I gotta go back like to my middle finger, where Jarek doesn't freeze frame, and we talk <laughs> back again about mosquitoes in November slash August. Perfect. We're good. How are, you, how are you, Mark? How are you? I'm doing okay. I, I, I'm i really worried about mole men now because, like you said, the sun's so bright, so they're forcing us indoors into cold areas. That's where they're going to attack. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time you saw a mole man invasion outside when it's this sunny out? Let's be real. It's been happening indoors where everyone's cooped up. Um, yeah. It's, I'm it's a serious threat. Kind of scared of that now. Um Outside's no good. Like, you know, they say the heat's going to kill the virus. That's good. But then the mosquitoes are going to thrive. And then if we get put inside, then we got to deal with watching the news all the time and mole men now. Yeah. So, like, I used to think, you know, outside was great when I lived in Wisconsin, right? Except for the winter, which is like five months of the year. (laughs) Um, And then I moved down here. And now I know outside is terrible. Outside's the last place you want to be. There's like, you know, sunshine. There is brightness. There is killer mosquitoes. I mean, rain is an issue down here, which I've never had to deal with at home, at least not to this level. Um, oh, you just wait. Man, man, this is like, who? 
someone thought this is a great place to live and they put down their roots and now here we are however many years later still living here in this swamp of a state and well at least a swamp side of the state and we're like man this is a great place texas y'all what's up the humidity yeah yeah like who thought like you know yeah hey i can breathe water in the summer um <laughs> yeah. perfect i love it here are we all aqua people now <laughs> oh you'll look like a baby forever Ugh, no. <laughs> um, no, we're not aqua people. I don't like outside. Um, but now I'm scared of moments, so I don't know. I'm gonna have to rethink all of this. So, so what you do is you just lie in bed with the sheets covering yourself, and like, don't have like any of your feet or your hands lying outside, because then the monsters under the bed get you, which may or may not also be the moment at this point. So just um, stay indoors, watch Netflix, and um. Talk about how Space Force is meh. It, it is, right? It is. Like, it's yeah. it's good, but it's it's not. Because they have such an all-star cast, and they should be able to do more with what they're doing. But it just falls flat. And it's... I watch mm. it listen to everything that Malkovich says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because like Tiger King was not good, but people loved it. Yeah. And then we just get like these super high expectations when we hear, oh, wait a minute, there's writers. We have those. We expect there to, we expect there to be like scripts and, and writing and words and a story that makes sense. But yeah. I mean, not everything can be a hit. And um, one thing that's coming out, uh, I think this, uh, might have a lot of fanfare this weekend as Artemis Fowl finally comes to Disney Plus. And that might be something for people to latch on to. Uh, I was talking to a friend who's a teacher, and back when Harry Potter was thriving, Artemis Fowl was also uh, within the conversation, almost sometimes more so than Harry Potter. So I don't know, you know, we don't know why this took 20 years to come out and Harry Potter had like eight or nine movies, but we'll see if maybe people reconnect. To that, uh, do you guys think? And uh, we all rented uh, Bloodshot for twenty bucks because of this crazy time. But do you think when something's free on streaming, especially when it wasn't supposed to be, like Artemis Fowl, do you think people almost automatically give it a higher rating? Hmm. Like, felt like for things that you got for free, that you automatically assumed it wasn't, it didn't have intrinsic value anymore. Because that's why I was like, if you put something on the curb, like a couch, don't put free on it. You got to put five bucks or 25 bucks on it. And then they'll just steal it overnight because. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. You, you put like a low dollar amount on something and people are like, I need this. I'm going to do it as, you know, as sneakily as I can to get it. No, I think that's right. I mean, um, I don't know. Like, you, you, you put it as free and I just, I, even with movies and entertainment, I just don't think it's going to have the same reception as it would have been it was like hey i paid five bucks um i'm gonna actually go into this with a depth of mind that i want to actually criticize it and like you know put a rating to it you get it for free and it's just like Rah. all right cool the thing i got unless it's apparently it's you know not oh, even the mandalorian you're you're paying a subscription so i don't know i don't know mark there's too yeah. many variables it's there, 2020 we don't need math and science there's a lot of variables um i, I mean i think we're we're paying for so many streaming services now HBO Max has not had good reviews so far. No. Um, a lot of that is I, I couldn't even get it because it's not on Roku. Yeah. It's not, you can't get it through Xfinity. 
Mm-hmm. So I can't play it. You can't get it on a Fire Stick. It's like, who? where is it? Google TV? Is that it? I mean, I don't know like where people are even watching it, but apparently Apple, it doesn't have much Apple more. Apple TV, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Like, what even, what's even on HBO Max right now? Uh, the Anna Kendrick show, and that's about it. I mean, other than all the stuff that, you know, they got like the rights to the new Who, which would be Eccleston and on. That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I believe they have Friends, which we talked about last week for some reason. It keeps finding an audience that they have to watch all the seasons a million times. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at it now, and, and like, there, it's got at the same time, it's a lot of it's cult fanatic stuff. And so, like, you're going to have like, like, the, the Ghibli stuff, which is great, don't get me wrong. But, like, most people who are super Ghibli fans already have it in some state, in some way, shape, or form. And it's like the HBO shows, like there's you, you already have access to it somehow. And I don't, I don't know what they're really doing to draw people in to HBO Max. Besides, apparently not being on anything. Oh wait, hold on, they got Looney Tunes. I'm sold. There goes oh. my thirty bucks a week. You're not going to like the TV news I have then when it comes to Ugh. maybe who cares? I don't know. We'll see. Um, hey, we're going to do something uh, crazy today. You ready? Mm. I like crazy. I'm sold. Okay. Like we're going to start, start with comics because there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot going on. I was thinking that. <laughs> there, there's, there's so much going on. Um, and I'm going to let you two speak to it uh, for the most part because as a consumer, I buy comics, right? So I don't have to yes. deal with getting them put on a shelf. I don't have to deal with any kind of like the behind the scenes, behind the shelf politics. Um, mm. But there was something that happened this time for the first time in 24, uh, last week for the first time in 25 years that was on, you know, Entertainment Weekly, The Hollywood Reporter, all, you know, it made the news, the, the regular entertainment. Um, that is that. DC Comics and Diamond Distribution broke up. I mean, we we've been talking about this for five weeks, but we thought it was going to normalize. Last week they were doing something where it was like Tuesday shipments and Wednesday shipments. And Miss Jen, you were talking about have to having to piece together your order for Space Cadets. Uh, so I'm going to hand it over to you and let you tell people what that really means and and kind of what's what the viewpoint of a lot of comic book store owners are. And what it means going forward, but if you could speak on the DC Diamond breakup, well, to be, uh, I'm I'm very thankful for the way they actually broke the news because it did not actually go first to Hollywood Reporter. They actually sent us personal emails telling us that it was going to go down. So as long as you were paying attention to your emails on Friday, uh, then you you knew at least a little bit ahead of time, so that you knew you had some kind of way to. Mm-hmm. It for your customers or think through how you were going to talk about it with your customers. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a big thing for uh, a company as big as DC to leave yeah. Diamond as it's yeah. the sole distributor. But um, just like anything else, it's every all kinds of change are scary until it normalizes and everyone gets used to stuff again. Um, for as much as everyone has been saying for years and years and years that we should not have a one distributor model, that there should be alternative things, that when it happened, then everyone kind of lost their minds about it and didn't think through, oh, yeah, I was just asking for this for the last 10 years. So although the distribution model is interesting because the 
to other distributors are, 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 you know, kind of non-traditional distributors, we'll say. Yeah. Um, but my experience with them, because I've been using them for the last month, has been that they've been very responsive and everything's come in undamaged and uh, the ordering is simple and I get to use my credit card to get points for ordering instead of having a COD. So yeah. there's, lots, there's lots of positives to it. So although um, the industry itself kind of like had a really hard, you know, Friday afternoon, evening and uh, weekend working through what they were going to do about it, I think. I think when we look back on it, we'll, we'll say, oh, that wasn't like the end of the universe. No. No, I think a lot of it's going to be just reactionary to what's happening. Um, I was talking to Bill because I don't really do too much, um, you know, the business side of the comics uh, for the store. But I, I, I'm, I keep in touch with what's going on there anyway. And I mean, a lot of it for like a lot of the, a lot of the stores that are angry about this, I feel like are angry because of who's distributing it, distributing it, um, if I understand it correctly. Um they're both one's essentially a shell corp. One is kind of what it does. It's it's discount comics, and so it's it's almost a direct competitor to brick and mortar, and that's it's kind of what one, if not both, are. And so the it just it it feels if I if I'm understanding it correctly, it feels as if this is it, it's it's hard for these stores who have to compete with them already and now have to get DC comics through them. And it's kind of like a it's a it's it'd be like going through your mortal enemy to get the stuff that you need to survive. And I mean, when we're lucky enough to not be a comic only store, so we don't need it to be sustained, but there are some comic only stores that now they get to get these big names and DC has, you know, some of the biggest names in comics. I feel like you need to go through, you need to, you know, fight your pride and do it. Um, and you have to ask yourself, what's the best way to move forward with this? I know, um, you know, do you do you just start selling, you know, with pre-orders for this, or do you do you still try and house all your stuff you have going forward? It's there's just a lot of unknowns I've noticed with what's happening. I think this is just um, it's another thing that's been tacked on for store owners that have already been facing a lot of issues this year. Um, I mean, look at the pandemic. It, you know, no new comics for how long? And then when it was coming in, it was trickled through, and now this. Um, it's just it's it's another bad piece of news for some for, for some if not most stores that they now have to stomach and deal with as they have with most things in 2020. Yeah. So the it's, other problem is is that some of those stores also got looted the, the last week. Yeah. So it's it's one thing after another right now for especially like just comic only stores. It's just, it's it's going to hurt. And um there's not there isn't a good answer for what's going on right now with this. And Miss Jen, this kind of just as a reminder, uh, the pandemic hit in middle of March. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I don't know if it was a week or two later, but Diamond said, we're not going to be doing anything till late May. And DC, uh, there, there were no new books for about five weeks. And mm-hmm. then for about four or five weeks, it was just DC because they found these alternate methods. Did you sense at that time that they were pulling away or did you really think that, you know, beginning of june it would just go back all 100 percent diamond well i've been feeling for a for quite a while that since at&t acquired dc that at&t is trying to understand the culture of comic books 
mm-hmm. and or decide what to do with that arm of the business if they want to separate it out. And so I, I think that we're this is the kind of the beginning of the changes we're going to see for DC. Yeah. I don't think that DC prop DC Comics proper. I don't think they're the people that are making these decisions. I think it's really no. trying to figure out how to make that arm of the company make sense for them as a profit. Uh, yeah. They're used to you know different profit streams. They're not used to like physical objects really. Yep. So um, yeah, I'm I'm sure that it's going to get a little weirder, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people had the sense that you know, since that merger, that they were really looking at DC Comics to see is this something we can use going forward as a money making asset. So whenever, like anything else, whenever there was a freeze on that, they probably maybe not went to panic mode, but they were probably trying to get inventive to keep mm. that cash coming in. Uh, and then they may have seen like, oh, well, we can pull this off. So why have, uh, well, I was going to say a middleman, but maybe, I, I don't know, like the money or finances involved in it, but maybe they just feel like they have more control going this route. I do think uh, uh, the comic side, I don't know much about, but was what was interesting to me is on the graphic novel, Young Adult Books, uh, they're going through Penguin Publishing. And everyone yeah. knows that name. And that's that's a you know a titan of publishing. So it's it's interesting that they're shipping their different types of books in different types of ways. But I think maybe are they looking forward to a future where hey, if this happens again, we don't want to miss a beat. I mean, it could be something that's sort of self protective like that. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Um. And yes. and the uh, you know this obviously. You guys are taking it very well. And Miss Jen, you always find the positive stuff. You wrote a, a big, nice post about it, and everyone was glad for you to do that. Right. I mean, that that's just how you look at things. Uh, I won't name the uh, online retailer, but uh, one of the biggest online retailers of back issues uh, that I've known about for years, they've been around since the 60s, they had a, a sale or having a sale where you use the code word DC sex. And you get 50% off. And we won't promote that on here mostly because you guys are our stores. But uh, I just like, I know you would never do something like that, but that's sort of just an example of the animosity that Mm -hmm. might be coming at this for people who don't understand because a lot of people, they may not have even been in a comic book shop, let alone know know how books work. Like they might get trades off, off Amazon or do online orders from comic book stores or, uh, walk into uh, Barnes & Noble in the graphic novel section. So they may not understand half the stuff we said, but it is a big deal as a, a, you know, as far as in how we get our books. Yeah. how you guys get your books. And if you go in and support your local comic book shop, then it's just something you are going to hear about at some point. So we were just going to cover that. But uh, uh, animosity aside from a few sources, I think, that uh, people are taking it rather well, and they just want books. I mean, you guys were so grateful to have comics for for a month. I think we probably all got tired of it just being DC, but I mean that's that's just sort of like the nature, right? We were we yeah. were desperate for anything new, and then we're like, okay, can we get something new that's not this thing that's new? Because you know, we we just wanted to sort of normalize. Uh, I I would assume with all the publishers that are out there. 
that do you think Diamond Diamond will be fine? Do you think this will just sort of yeah. be like a hiccup post ketone? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. I guess it gives them an yeah. opportunity really to kind of like focus in a little bit more. I mean, you when you don't have uh, as many books as what they were running through there, you, you kind of like give yourself a little bit of space to get things reorganized and yep. have less. Yeah. No, I've I've noticed that with a lot of other companies too. They're taking this time to really reorganize and rethink their brands and uh, price point, all this other stuff. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you know Diamond as a distributor isn't also redoing this with their own you know platform of how they're doing everything. Um, I mean, un as unfortunate as this all was for everybody, it's it really is a. Um, it's a very handy reset button I've noticed for a lot of companies, and so um, I I don't think it's going to be harmful for Diamond, but it's definitely going to be enough. It's, it's going to be a motivator for them to to invoke change for moving forward with stuff. So what's so interesting is that if you look back, you can find it on the internet. I think C two E two, Mr. Jeppy was the keynote speaker, mm. and he said very specifically, this was what three years ago. If you listen to what he said, he said that he believed that the future of the comic book industry was going to be back issues. So you're actually starting to see them start talking more and more about that, about them also including that as being part of their main push. So yeah, it's you're going to see a lot of diversification. If you know, So the companies that were paying attention hopefully started uh, keying in on that because that's what we're seeing, honestly, yeah. is all people trying to fill in their their collections. You know, all, all the genre genre are fair game for what people are collecting right now and people are yeah. really those 90s books hard man all that stuff yeah. we used to just laugh at now everybody's like profit i mean come on <laughs> if you told me that profit number anything would be something people were looking for this month i'd been like no <laughs> yeah and especially with how big comics have gotten in mainstream media i mean look at what look what the mcu has done for like, the nerd industry it's gotten a lot. It's like gotten a lot of things more normalized. I mean, how Guardians of the Galaxy. I know we talked about this before. Have went from a who are these people to a household name. At least this iteration of it. Um, so I mean, it just it makes sense that back you know back issues are the are the future right now. People are looking forward for to, to, to rounding out older stories or getting things, whether it's um, you know decades old now at this point, or even if it's just stuff that's relatively recent but you can't find more issues of it because people just it's it wasn't um widely read at first but once you know issue four came out of a six run issue of a series you couldn't get one through three because of distribution errors um i think it just it it, it makes sense that they want to rethink with with backstock and, and getting it more accessible for people because I, I, I talked to a guy today, even whose biggest his biggest uh, fear with getting into comics was looking at that issue number uh, for any big name hero and being like, I don't know, uh, do I have if I'm going to like it, I'm going to want to read back everything I can. But some of those numbers are extremely just intimidating. So like the big heroes and it's giving people that chance to get those stories and to read through as far back as they want, it's going to be it's going to be majorly important for the industry. So there must have been an announcement for America just now because someone just bought five copies of my second print, number one. So mm -hmm. just know there's some news that just dropped about America. Go find it. <laughs> <right Go now>. <laughs> I, I hope whatever it is that it involves Stephanie Beatrice as America. There you go. I know. She, I know. Like. 
you know, some people feel different ways about this, but I like when an actor or an actress is very vocal about, I want to play this character, let me play this character. I mean, it helps you like them, right? Like, Brooke, she's awesome on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, I think one thing that's happened, and again, this is all Perfect Storm stuff, but I think one thing that's happened is people have been stuck at home with their collections. Mm-hmm. And as actors, you tend to be like, you tend to focus about, okay, you know, maybe you have like a an erratic collection that's all over the place, and you want to get rid of like 80% of it, but you want to use that to really nurture the 20% you have left. Like maybe you want to complete an amazing Spider-Man run or a Batman run. Uh, those can be fairly intimidating. But another thing, like you just mentioned America, at some point we're going to have an insane number of characters that have been put on the big or small screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with all the streaming services, with all the content, I mean, just alone, Disney Plus is going to start releasing What If episodes, um, I think, starting maybe in May of 2021, the animated series. And so you're going to have all kinds of characters that are going to be getting screen time that mm-hmm. maybe haven't before. Um, so not only will obviously people collect What If, but they're just going they're going to see characters on the movie screen and on their TV screens. And whenever it's just like a number one issue, it's instinctive. Like people snatch them up yep. as soon as the characters cast, they snatch them up. So I think it's a perfect storm of all that. People want to complete and curate their collections. Uh, all this stuff is getting greenlit, and they want to get mm-hmm. the first appearances. Uh, grading is a huge thing right now. Huge. Like, like try, trying to find a comic for five bucks and see if it's a 9.8, you know, and, and it's not even, and, and it's not even really like to, to turn it for cash. It's almost like, um, you just feel like a, uh, like a stock collector or something like, like you really, you just feel like you get this satisfaction from like, I bought this, you know, trading card or comic for $4 on eBay. And now it's worth uh, 250 after I sent it to, you know, PSA or CGC. So I think there's like a lot of uh, thrill the hunt stuff going on right now, and it's because we're stuck behind our computers, staring at eBay, staring at online shop, yep. doing things like that. So uh, it'll be interesting, but I do think back issues are, are the way of, of the future because I know, you know, we collect in all types of different ways. You can go by issue number, character, writer, artist. Um, there's so many like classic runs of stuff um like it'd be nice to go back and get the whole alan moore swamp thing run and mm. paper and things like that so yeah. i just think as as people get into comics and and find you know what they like uh that just all comes to the surface and yeah i i don't but i hope as far as the distribution i hope it goes smoothly for people and people that want to uh Keep getting their DC books to their customers can, yeah. and if not, if not, those customers are just going to have to find other ways to do so. But this is the the time to do it. I mean, our shipping system in America surviving all this has been pretty good. So uh, you can still support shops from afar if you moved away from them or or whatever, or or just find stores that have been having trouble, help them out, yeah. things like that. But uh. So and and that's inside the business on Nerd News Now. Now we'll go to a uh, dropping this week because man, what's up? Are we gonna talk about stuff that's dropping this week because there's some good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna go over the uh, the Eisners real quick. 
And then we'll get to, uh, um, unless you want to, you want to do the stuff that's dropping. If it's fresh on your mind, let's just do that. What, what's coming out this week? All right, Jerk. What's your favorite thing? What's coming out this week that you? Uh, I I don't know, but there's just a lot that seems really interesting, and I'm excited as a, you know, not um, I'm not a prolific comic reader, but I'm just excited because it's it, a lot of the names. It's it's it's. I Chaz was telling me before stuff uh what was coming out and it i just remember being excited it just it, it things caught my attention and i am ready to go so you are you hyped for the dc joker war stuff that's coming out the yes there's nothing joker 80th batman yep. 92 God, yep. it feels like dropping on the same day for all the joker war yeah like <laughs> I don't really read superheroes, but like I'm, I'm already signed up for this because I'm gonna, I'm, I, as a collector, I want it, and then it just, it, it sounds cool, right, Mark? Oh yeah, absolutely. But hey, but don't forget <laughs> about the nostalgia factor of Batman anime series because we have finally the Batman Adventures continues coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's. And with all this stuff, we're, we're we're collectors, we know. But with all this stuff, there's so many variants. I yeah. I didn't think I would ever see this much punchline stuff this soon. There are so many punchline variants from various retailers, stuff that'll be on the shelf, stuff you have to get from artists specifically. Oh my goodness, they are yeah. they are they are banking on this character being something for sure. Yeah. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh like the Joker never has. If after all of this, all this hype for Punchline, at the end of the arc, she's killed. No. <laughs> Everyone's calling me and asking for, uh, I mean, it's like a whole month out still, but I guess that the B cover for Harley 75 is a, a choke cover, but it has uh, Harley and Punchline both on the same cover. So it must be the first time for them together. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be a lot of we've been talking about Batman ninety two. It seems for like two months now. Yeah, and it's been a big. They held back on their big guns. I mean, this is the week they held back to. I mean, you had you had the Catwoman eightieth, which uh, as a Birds of Prey fan. Big thing happened in that book. Uh, they are baby Helen. So Helena Wayne back mm-hmm. in the DC universe and that short story by Tom King. Uh, I'm hoping that leads into the 12 part maxi series she's doing. Um, I haven't got to read it yet, but I, I would think that's the case. And so who knows what's going to happen in this Joker 80th. Um, it's going to be 100 pages of, of Joker. There's at least like nine variants that I saw of that. But then, but then you know, Batman 92, Batman Adventures, all this stuff in the same week. Um, Marvel, couple things. Uh, Black Cat, which is a good ongoing series. And then uh, Daredevil, which is a really good run by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, that's coming out. And then you have the continuation of a couple image books that I recommend, Excellence and Bitter Root. And yeah. Bitter Root, the Bitter Root B cover, has anyone asked you for this yet? Oh gosh, yes! I hope I have some Dagon. Oh, I hope you do. It's it's a purple rain. I know. I'm sure I ordered some, but I'm sure I did not order anything like what the demand's going to be for this book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a good series. I would expect that to be optioned very soon. 
if it hasn't already already been announced. They announced it like it's already been announced. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I just like there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. There's all this stuff has been out there. It's just we haven't. It's one of those things where there's just there's too much stuff. Yeah. And then and then there's not enough stuff. And now there's just the right amount of stuff. This now week. there's That's still a lot of stuff, but like people are hungry for all of it. <laughs> but, but this is a really good week if you've been like starving to read like seven or eight books. This is yeah. the week to. This yeah. is definitely the week to do it. Um, and then any anything that uh, has gained momentum or interest uh, since last week. I know that we talked about the Catwoman book coming out, but uh, anything else that came out last week. So people need to be careful. Not miss out the Avengers that came out la- this last week, number I think it's 33, mm. uh, as actually the beginning of the Moon Knight storyline. Oh, yeah. Publicly was supposed to be the next issue, but it is 100% all Moon Knight. This, this, it's already sold out at distribution, so if you can find oh, a wow. copy. It's an amazing, amazing. Yeah. And now, uh, something happened. I don't. I don't remember what week this came out, but Venom twenty five already came out. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And something happened to where, if Free Comic Book Day would have happened on time, the uh, the one that's going to be on July fifteenth, they're releasing two free comic books. Marvel is. It's going to be at the start of Jonathan Hickman's X of Swords preview for X Men, and then Spider Man Venom number one. Now, Spider-Man Venom number one was supposed to be the first appearance of Virus. Mm. And I don't know if you guys heard, but there was a guy who, at the time that we're doing this, he sold 127 copies on pre-sale at 20 bucks a pop. So do the math on that. Um, for the free comic book day book? For, 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 the, for a free comic book day book, but because of the pandemic, it is no longer considered the official first appearance because the street date... Of Venom number twenty five was first. Yep. But I kinda, I feel bad for those people, but also like, why are you selling a free comic book for twenty bucks? That should have someone should have put a stop to that. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's like you know I don't know buying a whole bunch of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and then you know selling it online for like a lot more than it should be. And it's that's you're you're the same that person is in the same level of trash and like scum as those people. I just want to point that out. I feel like that is just. Yeah, not cool. I mean, especially when it never officially came out. Like, yeah. if it was something where it was like a, a free comic book from two years ago and it gained value, sure, secondary value, we we all get that. But this never came out. Uh, that's going to be released on July fifteenth, though, uh, along with uh, Hickman's X of Swords. Um, Mark, just so that you know, I think the official word for, through Marvel was it's actually Ten of Swords. The X is actually Roman. Oh, ten of swords. We're doing this again with the like they did with the the house. Not not you, not you. I'm talking about if you remember the two the two X Men series that he did before. One one was pronounced X and one was pronounced ten. <laughs> so it's like okay, whatever. I mean, it's exhausting being a comic fan either without knowing like what I'm supposed to pronounce the the titles as right. Um. Uh, then the other thing that happened in comics is the Eisner list came out. And I wanted to ask you, Miss Jen, um, with the Eisners, uh, do you think that, that the winners or the nominees themselves, does that dictate 
anything about the industry, like where the industry's going or what stories they're focusing on? Or do you ever really see a pattern with that? It's interesting because I think the way that books get nominated to the Eisners is that they have a bunch of nominating judges and then the companies themselves are also allowed to self-nominate. So mm. sometimes you'll, like I go to the Eisners every year and sometimes I look at the list. And I'm like, well, how in the world is, you know, comic book X not on the list? It doesn't make any sense because to me it was the best book of the year. So it's a little bit interesting. It's a lot like the Academy Awards in which, you know, sometimes the Academy Award movies are like one. I don't know anyone that watched any one of these movies. So uh, the books are always amazing, but they're not necessarily the most popular books of the year. So I think it is good because it brings people's eyes to books they might have totally missed because they're more, uh, I don't know what to call it, more artistic or whatever than, than put them like, stream comic book person would buy yeah yeah i i tend to so be it, yeah go ahead i was say is there do you think there's a level of politics in it as well because i mean like involved with it a lot of back you know backroom stuff going on and um is there a is is it Awesome. Freezing again. Freezing again. Well, that's part of the reason why some comics, which could have been there. This one. <sighs> it's great. That's my rant. Thanks for coming to my TED. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My TED talk. I, anyway, I, I, I enjoyed your TED talk, but half of it dropped out hey. in the digital realm. Is somewhere. that the reason? Uh, yeah. Anyway, politics in the. <laughs> well, I think. I don't think there's a whole bunch of politics in it. Honestly, I think the people that vote are all people that are in the industry, and they all know everybody that works in on books. So it's a little bit of a theory contest. <laughs> that the reason why many were and little. Okay. All right, we're just on, we're just on different timelines tonight. That's all it is. We, <laughs> we finished this five minutes ago, but then we're in this timeline. But we did. Miss Jen did respond to your question. She said there's not a lot of politics involved. I, I I just heard that, which is like mind blowing. Yeah. This is weird. Is this what it feels like to be like the doctor, like constantly? Yeah. Like, yeah, I think so. Am I like something going on? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. This is this is strange, man. I feel like I'm in an episode of the Twilight Zone or something. I'm waiting for Rod Sterling to come back from the grave and like tell me I'm, you know, the folly of man is because I I did something with hubris or something, and it only exists in a realm called the Twilight Zone. You didn't buy a fortune from like a devil-headed thing on your table, did you? By nick of time? No, no. But I was actually flying recently, and it was the weirdest thing. I looked out the window, and there was this creature tearing apart the engine. And I don't understand. And I try to tell people about this, but they kept telling me I was crazy. And then I woke up, and there was nothing there. And we landed. Everything was fine. When the when the screen freezes like that, 
It helps you to do a better Shatner. Shatner. Right? You're welcome. Yeah, see. I knew what it was doing. Yeah, Uh, see, that was intentional. (laughs) The whole thing, the last seven minutes, was completely planned. Oh! Uh, (laughs) I gotta turn back to page 83 for this one, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going forward and backwards. Use your own misadventure. Um, So... I'll go over, uh, so with the Eisners, there's like 40 different categories. Uh, I'll go over, I'll go over like the top three or four here. Uh, best continuing series, and I've mentioned two of these tonight, uh, Bitterroot yep. by David Walker, Chuck Brown, Sanford Green, Criminal by Brew Baker and Sean Phillips, Crowded from Image by uh, Sabala, Rostein, and Ted Brandt. Uh, the pre-aforementioned Daredevil run by Chip Sadarsky and Marco Cicchetto. And uh, The Dreaming by Simon Spurrier, Bill Kazaively from DC. And the one I think might take this, uh, Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing. Because that was a hot book. Um, I th- I'm, I'm thinking either that or, or Bitter Root. What do you guys think from that list? Yes, so the popular vote would go to Immortal Hulk because that's what sold the most and that's what everyone's reading. But Bitterroot is going to win because it's a more artistic choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the, I mean, they're they're both original stories, but one is relying kind of on the history of the Hulk. Yeah. I think from, yeah, from like an independent spirit type thing, I think it's going to be Bitterroot. Best limited series, uh, Ascender by Jeff Lemire. Ghost Free by Bobby Curno and Sam Gain, Little Bird by Darcy Van Polgeust and Ian Bertram, Naomi by Brian Michael Bendis, David Walker, Campbell, and Sentient by, again, Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta. Now, that one's TKO. Was that a way more limited release, Sentient by Lemire? Uh, TKO's its own distribution, so it doesn't, you can't get it through Diamond or anywhere else. You have to get it straight through them. And um, they have a very interesting business model. I, I know a lot of people were hesitant to you to take them on, but everyone that carries them says they're amazing. So, and then uh, we'll do one more uh, best new series: uh, Doctor Doom, the current run by Christopher Cantwell, uh, with art by Salvador Larocca. Invisible Kingdom by G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward from Dark Horse. Uh, I know this next one you like, Miss Jen. Once in Future. Yes. Karen Gillen yes. and the Studios. Uh, and the next one I really like, Something is Killing the Children by James Penny on the fourth. Brother Del Adara from Boom. Uh, all these are really good. Uh, Undiscovered Country by Scott Steiner, Charles Soule, Giuseppe Camanulo, and Daniel Orlandini from Image. ABC of Typography by David Rock from Self Made Hero. Uh, Bat- Baltic Comics Anthology. Uh, Drawing Power. Uh, Women's Story. Uh, you know what? I might have, I think I might have combined categories. I think you're on a different list I now. On a different yeah. category, maybe. But anyway, out of those best new series, uh, yeah, Dr. Doom. <laughs> I'm, hearing, I'm hearing nothing but awesome things from Dr. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we fell out every single time. Yeah. That's a hero. That's that's a villain, anti-hero, whatever you want to call him, who needs a better on-screen presence. 
I feel like the both, both times we one side is the other. It's either cool, great character, like physicality, not a cool character in terms of how they did him. Or it's cool, he's Doctor Doom. But when you look at him, it's like someone took a trash bag and blowed and, you know, heat gunned it to make it look like it's his skin and put some green paint all over him. There is no middle ground. It is either one or the other. And I feel like he is someone who needs to be properly treated. And then you, that's my rant on that. I'm sorry. I had this rant earlier this week uh, with some other people. <laughs> uh, Dr. Doom is too good of a character to be treated the way he has been cinematically. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but just but just remember, they also turned Galactus into know. a cloud. Yeah. So they turned Galactus into yeah, a right. cloud. Um, wow, we we almost spent the whole time talking about comics, which yeah. is is awesome because there was a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, we got like a little less. We we got a little less than ten minutes left. So now I'll go backwards and and end with the stuff we usually start with. Um, so get your chainsaws ready. There's a new Evil Dead movie coming. Evil Dead 4, not starring Bruce Campbell, not directed mm. by Sam Raimi. But Bruce Campbell is in favor of this. Uh, he says it's time for uh, that series to sort of, you know, be in the realm of 2020. If you remember, the previous one of 2013 also had a female lead. This one's going to have a female lead as well. Has not been cast yet. It will be directed by Lee Cronin, who's um, getting a lot of good press for his upcoming movie, Hole in the Ground. He'll be directing that. And Bruce Campbell is in favor of uh, stepping away from this series. He did the, you know, he did a couple seasons of the uh, Stars, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, and now, yes. um, I mean, I think I think that character's run its course. Yeah, yeah so, there's only so much they can do with Ash Williams, and they've done it. Yeah. <laughs> they, Do we send him to the future now? Because he went to the past. There we go. That's it. Evil Dead Five. Well, actually, did you did you watch the Star series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yep. yeah that's how it ended. So. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I would not mind a B like a campy B movie of him in a post-apocalyptic future. That'd be fun. That's me. Um, yeah. And then uh, just a couple other. This is sort of movies and sort of TV, but the Netflix license to Daredevil ends in six months from now. Uh, so fans are counting down the days where Daredevil could possibly join the MCU. I know a lot of people are trying to like kind of shoehorn him into Spider-Man Three. There's been a lot of talk about him being the lawyer, Matt Murdock uh, being the lawyer. I don't yeah. know if that's going to happen. I, I just I, I'm I'm still hesitant to believe that that the MCU is going to treat those characters that were on Netflix as like official MCU members, even though the actors would probably change. And at some point yeah. they'll be there, but they don't even get Punisher back till um, February of 2021. So I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see them using the actors that portrayed them on Netflix. No, I think the Netflix series were great, but um, I think MCU's like in full swing doing its own thing. I hope we get to see Jessica Jones, daredevil and luke cage uh in the mcu on the big screen one day but i just as far as people counting down six months don't hold your breath that he's gonna pop up in a movie like march or something (laughs) and um and uh, we just 
leave the street level heroes that be themselves. That's how I see it. They're great, and then I just I don't see them fitting into the greater MCU. Yeah, you I guess. Um, and just let them do their own thing. They have their own things they're worrying about, and they don't need to deal with intergalactic threats or you know. Is Yondu a good person now? I don't know. How about them Kree? Um, no, let them let them do their thing. They have a hand to deal with right now. Uh, but if you want to have them pop up and say the She-Hulk series or the Moon Knight series, I would be more than okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, yes. But don't uh, shoehorn them into something they really don't have the uh, power capabilities to deal with. Uh, no, definitely not. Um... And then, uh, as far as TV news, we talked last week about Ruby Rose not returning to Batwoman. Well, now Kate Kane's not returning to Batwoman. They've wow. decided to recast Batwoman altogether with a new character. Now, as far as I know, at least in uh, the modern-day uh, Batwoman books, it's only been Kate Kane, right? No one else has picked up that mantle. So, I don't know what they're going to do here. Is this Is this... Too early? Like, would you come back with a season two if your main character wasn't going to be there? Is this too early to hand over the cow, the legacy? Like, that wasn't set up. They didn't know she was going to leave, so nothing is set up story-wise. Too early. Too early. Too early. Oh. Not going to uh, work. And then uh, in, in other uh, CW Arrowverse news... um. The actor Hartley Sawyer, who played for the five Ralph. people who are still, I know, I know. Yeah, well, the, who the played five Ralph? People, uh, Hartley Sawyer, who played Ralph Dimney, the elongated man, he was let go from his duty. Oh, oh, uh, some, some past tweets and things, and uh, Grant mm-hmm. Gustin's response was, Words matter, so they're leaving that one be. They have not said if they're going to recast the elongated man or not uh we mentioned uh looney tunes earlier a lot of people are not happy because elmer fudd does not have a gun uh what are your guys thoughts on that how's he gonna be hunting rabbits with a scythe and i'm not making that yeah with a scythe like there's already images with a scythe like like he's the harbinger of death it looks. Are, are, are you trying to say? Are, are you trying to say the word scythe? Is that what you're trying to say here, Mark? I made a scythe. Auto. Is he is he doing a video call to you, try and kill the rabbit? <laughs> you and I are always going back and forth on how to pronounce <laughs> this, the words, and all this stuff. But scythe, scythe, uh, a big old a, Yeah, how as long as it's not a Sith, good. A stick. He's got a curvy blade on a stick. Whatever you call that. Yeah. It's a scythe. Scythe. Scythe season or scythe season? Is scythe season for hunting wabbit? He doesn't have a gun. That's the whole point. What do you guys think about that? Ridiculous. Give him an AK. Give him Whoa. You know what? No. He he needs uh, the biggest and the baddest of what we have available in the U.S. arsenal. Give Elmer Fudd a military drone. Oh. I, mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, there's no reason he can't get the bat, rabbit, and the duck at that point. It could be both. It's open season. Um, there will be Acme products, and there will still be dynamite and all that stuff. 
I just remember like 20 some odd years ago when people were complaining that the gargoyles had this awesome uh, gun episode and they wanted mm. the gun off of it because they didn't like the way they were interpreted. So now people want the guns back on. People are very confusing. Um, yeah. You can hunt. Uh, you can hunt without a gun. You could use a crossbow. Um, some people consider that to be more of a sport. But also the point oh. is uh, you don't have to watch Elmer Fudd cartoons anymore either if you don't want to. It's, just, it's kind of ridiculous. Like People are always like, leave politics out of my sports. But then they're like, put guns in my kids' cartoons. My kids' cartoons need more guns. Like, who's making these arguments? Apparently you are right now, Mark. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, uh, science guy, that's all the same. <laughs> news that dropped yesterday. It's yeah. a it's movie or TV. The Boom book Snowblind. Snowblind uh, was picked up uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's name attached. Wow, there's so much stuff getting picked up right now. Ooh, yeah. And, and so much I never, yeah. $30 book. <laughs> wow. Okay. And like you said, uh, we need to yeah, check yeah. if something happened to America because there's yeah. been a run on those comics. Yeah. Did you see the news that Ryan Gosling's name is now attached to an upcoming Wolfman film? We did. We talked about that last did week. Did you? Oh, awesome. Sweet. No, because like now I, I got to backtrack now. Now we're back to page three. Um oh. Uh, I was going to say, everything he's attached himself to recently has been amazing. And the fact that he's doing this, I think it's, it's, it's going to bode well for a Wolfman film. And I am hyped and I am excited for it. So we can go back to page 105. Back okay. to you, uh, <laughs> no, Yeah, but no, th th I like that announcement because they're coming hot off the Invisible Man being yeah. and just being a weird dark tone. If they make Wolfman like that, I'm on board for it. Uh, yes. He's one of my favorite actors, so I'm yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I, it's just it's hard to have those universal monsters and put them in something new, uh, especially with Frankenstein. It seems almost impossible, but but I think with someone like Wolfman, there's still there's a lot of hope for. I would love practical effects, but I don't know if we're gonna get that. Who knows? I want I want Gosling himself to turn into the Wolfman. Uh, someone please, um, you know, uh, infect him with like canthropy so we can watch this happen live in film. <laughs> uh, anything to uh, wrap up this week's episode, Miss Jen? You got any closing words? Uh, get thee to the comic book store early on. Tuesday if they're releasing on Tuesday or Wednesday if they're releasing on Wednesday. It's going to be a fest. <laughs> and, and and that's something we didn't get to talk about is because of all this, now yeah. comic book release day is Tuesday and Wednesday. <laughs> and there's not really an explanation yeah. yet. So. That's what it is. And uh, Jarek, what about you? Did I mispronounce uh, any other word? Um, uh, um, I guess uh, if you like the movie Bright that was on Netflix from 2017, uh, there's been updates recently for Bright 2 coming out. So keep that in mind. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, we'll did, you, did you get all that or am I back in the past? Well, you were talking about 2017, so you might have been in the past. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's all. Oh no, no. I was. I know. I've, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot for Bright Two coming out recently, or news for it. So I have been very much in a good mood because that's a great movie. Um, but yeah, what about you, Mark? Give me the last gap. Oh, just uh, support. Go out, support things. If you can't go out and support things, um, you use uh, all these online order systems from your for us today. As we still try to get through this uh, crazy time, and just be kind. Do a couple nice things each week. Uh, still support your local businesses. Um, you know, nothing is going to be back to normal anytime soon, but it's much better than it was. And just uh, read comics and be nice to people, man. That's that's what we need. And uh, just, and just yeah. be kind to rewinds. Yeah. Now that's a blast from the past. There we go. Yeah. Does your generation uh, know what that means? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, but I know what it yeah. means. Also, it's a great movie, so keep that in mind too. So, yeah. um, there you go. <laughs> VHS is making a comeback, especially with uh, horror enthusiasts. There's a lot of companies that are producing movies on VHS format, much in the way that like indie rock bands brought back the cassette tape, uh, or like through their sites and stuff. But Mondo does a VHS series, so well, I think for at least for a little bit, people will know, uh, what yeah. if he says that you had to rewind it? But maybe in ten years, no one will know. Hmm. Who's like, is it going to be a point in time where like the like you know uh, the rewinds like what it began with it just lost to people? Kind of like how the uh, the save icon on like on, on things is going to be like a thing that's going to be lost. Like or uh, roll down your window when you actually do it yourself. It was actually rolling it down. Now it's pushing a button. Is rewind and fast forward going to be something similar to that, or is it like timeless? Uh, well, it's timeless now because of all these apps and streaming services we have. Yeah. Like, they, they still have those functions. But the eject button, that could be going away soon. <laughs> yeah. It, it just depends hmm. on what the PS5 is capable of and, and how much longer people collect uh, hard media, you know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. If, if gaming systems go all digital, the eject button is the first thing to do. Yep. Get rid of that disk drive. Give me more storage space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's all we have for uh, this Monday, June 8th edition of Nerd News Now. Thank you, Miss Jen, and thank you, Jarek, as always, for giving people a break from everything that's going on, talking about all this nerdy stuff for now. We get to the comic book store early on Tuesday. Um, Slash Wednesday. All this Batman stuff. The, this Batman stuff is going to be big. Yeah. Uh, Batman 92, Joker 80th, and then Batman Adventures continue number one. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is going to kick off the Joker War, like Miss Jen said. So we'll talk about uh, all those things and more next time on Nerd News. Nerd News.